This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Still not done laughing about the. Uh... <laughs> Don't fold the folding chairs and put them away while people are sitting there. It's like when you're at a restaurant and they come along, let's wipe that table. (laughs) My shirt. Yeah, we'll learn how to spot. (laughs) It's the opposite (laughs) side of the table I was wiping, all right? Everybody calm down. Calm down. It's a big enough table. Yeah, yeah. It's time for you to go. It's 9 (laughs) p.m. We've been here for hours. Well, what do you got? My show comes on at 9 p.m. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. I know my TV's better than yours, but uh, you got to go home now. I'm in my pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) You don't plan to stay around, right? I have no snacks. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anything to get them to leave, right? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Speaking of snacks, while you're gaming, you got to often have snacks. I'm not Mm. so sure our next uh, guest, host and guest, maybe that's not the way they think. Maybe they're too focused on the game. So I'd like to welcome in first, as we do this, on the second Thursday of the month, we get Accessible Gaming. Uh, we welcome Marcus McCracken in here, who today is bringing a wonderful guest as he brings in accessibility consultant on the newest Forza game, Forza game, uh, Brandon Cole. We welcome both of them in. And guys, before we hand the, the reins over to you, let's take a look at this trailer that you've provided us with, Brandon, um, pertaining to kind of line us up, get us ready for this conversation, folks. Uh, so here we go. The biggest challenge was overcoming the natural barrier that already exists between blind people and racing, Uh, blind people and driving. I'm one of those people, you know, I've never driven a vehicle, I've I've been blind all my life, so Forza is a AAA simulation racing style game. I will fully admit that took me a while to notice that I was no longer crashing all the time, that I would spend a long time not going off track. I wanted to just shatter that barrier, break through that ceiling and say no. You can control this this vehicle. This is your road now. Welcome to Forza. Just blows oh, my mind. Oh, that's exciting. I mean, the whole idea that of this is, so is just this rocks, guys. Yeah. And looking forward to this conversation because me as a non-gamer who's been waiting for this kind of stuff uh, all my life to get me addicted, to get me to lose my job mm-hmm. over it and everything like that, <laughs> this Sounds like the thing that could do it. Marcus, I'm going to let you uh, pick up the ball. Let's get into the conversation. And Brandon, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having uh, myself again. And again, Brandon, thank you very much for taking the time to come and talk on Forza with us. Yeah, happy to be Uh, here. Kelly, we really do need to get you into the gaming Mm -hmm. in the new year. Told you, when you hit London, we go on a big shopping spree. Might even use some of your money. That's how big it's going to be. <laughs> um, so that was an excellent intro, and I'm glad Brandon recommended using that intro for it. It's yeah. a great lead-in. Um, for myself, I do have a little bit of a site, but I'm using a lot of the settings uh, during my career. And as I progress, I'm potentially shutting certain ones off. But the one that I'm using a lot right now until I get into the online mode, of course, is... I'm not 100% sure what the, the the mode name is, but there's no collision. So I'm literally driving through cars as opposed to hitting them. Um, when I do my own exhibition races, I do have that turned off so that I have to practice going around the other cars. Still lots of practice there. I do a lot of hitting than I do going around them. Uh. But it's a lot of 
uh, you do have to use your hearing. There's a lot of cues that you, I would recommend going through the settings and just studying the cues, like that, uh, the noise cues for the steering, going around the maps. I'm able to use the line a little bit, depending on how the weather is. The sun beams down on that road really good. And once that sun hits the road, I that's when I have to use the audio cues. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> that's a common problem. Um, but typically, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. I've heard, like, honestly, I, I have a friend who's just decked out in everything you need to make this an optimized experience for you to play uh, Forza as a blind person. So, Brandon, maybe you could tell us about what that setup is like. Well, that kind of depends on what you mean. Um, so Forza, the, the nice thing about Forza is it, is it, it offers a lot of options. Uh, and I mean a lot of options. And one of those options is the use of a racing wheel. So a yep. controller that is also a steering wheel. Now, right. if that's what you mean, yep. um, that is that is certainly, yeah, that's that's certainly, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult to say whether I would call that an optimized way to play as a blind person, at least to start with. Mm. Um, I typically it almost seems like a logical with, way, doesn't it, Brandon? Kind of, kind of, but also one of the things that we worked very hard on with this game was the learning curve that this game represents because this, this game is, yeah. it, it, it asks a lot of you, um, you know, as, as I mentioned in that trailer, you know, I had to learn concepts, you know, just about driving, just about how cars worked, you know? Uh, so we're asking new players to learn these things as they play. And that's why I typically recommend that you start with a controller, but you know, if you, if you want to migrate, to using something like a wheel, that's certainly an option for you as well, because we support a bunch of different wheels. Uh, and when, once you do that, you are in for a more realistic experience, which is ultimately where you should be headed. But yeah. I just typically recommend for the gamers out there, the, the new blind players that are just playing Forza for the first time, right. start with a controller, see where that gets you, and then okay. and then you know migrate to the wheel if you're feeling if you're feeling up to it, because not everyone is, believe it or not. No. Okay. No. How, how did you get into consulting originally? Anyway, how, how did this all start mm. for you? So this, I love telling this story. So thanks. Um, <laughs> so uh, my career essentially began when my fiance uttered three simple words. They're not the ones you're thinking of. Nope, nope. They are, <laughs> they are you should blog. Oh. And the reason she said oh. that is because for a long time, she would be playing games for me. She'd be playing games that I could not play, that I, you know, for whatever reason, could not fully appreciate she would play them for me so I could at least listen to them and get that experience. And every time she did that, I would always have these ideas and I would always say them to her. I'd be like, well, I mean, man, it's, it sucks that I can't play this game, but if it only had this and this and this, then I could. And she was like, you should blog. You should write this stuff down. Uh, this was in the early 2000s. And at the time, and this is what she pointed out, you know, she was like, there is no resource like this. There is no resource no. that is telling developers what they need to do to make games accessible. Right. And uh, at the time, I don't know if anyone here is, you know, old like me, but I don't know if anyone knows what live journal is. But at the time I had a live journal and I was like, I can't keep up with a live journal. And you want me to blog? Mm. You know, uh, so I, I was a little bit opposed to it originally, but she she did eventually get me to do it. I started blogging and I would write these ideas down, these thoughts I had about how to make games accessible. So I guess I was always an accessibility consultant in my mind. Uh, 
And that blog got noticed by a few people, uh, namely a mobile developer who was making uh, a working on a panel for the game to game developers conference in 2014, invited me to be on his panel uh, uh, as, as kind of a blind gamer perspective. It was very, very, you know, this is before I had a career in this, this is just, just being a blind gamer. Um, right. Wanted me to be on a panel about mobile accessibility. I went to that panel and it happened to be co-moderated by Ian Hamilton, who a lot of people are familiar with as the kind of the head honcho of game accessibility. He, he does a lot of things for different disability types. Uh, he just is a general advocate for accessibility. And he also is the co-founder of the Game Accessibility Conference, which he did three years after that. But because I met him on that panel and did well on that panel in 2014, he invited me to speak at the first ever Game Accessibility Conference in 2017, which is where I connected with Naughty Dog, um, the developer who created The Last of Us Part Two, right. and then subsequently Part One, as funny as that sounds, but there you go. Um, <laughs> so I, I connected with them there, and uh, you know the story. I could I could go I could go for hours on this, but the, the rest is history. Uh, that's where I got my start, and I knew you know when I hooked up with them that that's what I wanted my career to be, and I've worked towards that ever since, and I have yeah. done multiple things and have multiple contracts, and it's a very 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 good and fulfilling career. It's wicked nice. because you were doing it before you were doing it, you know, like you yeah, just yeah, I love were... that. Exactly. So tell us then, what did you bring to Forza um, on the consulting side of things or like what we know the accessibility to be as it is now in the game? Yeah, so my experience of, you know, working on video games and consulting for video games in the past, combined with my general, you know, let's figure this out mentality, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what I like to call a solution-based thinker, you know? I, I I look at a problem, the problem of why can't we play this game? And I say, let's figure it out and let's make it make it not that. You know? <laughs> so right. uh, yeah. I brought that to the table. And then I brought a willingness to both teach and to learn. Because mm. the thing is, you know, my team, the team that I worked with on the game had to be the ones to teach me all these concepts I talked about. They were the ones that taught me that, for instance, you have to slow down when you're taking a turn in a racing game. I didn't mm. know that. No, I legitimately wouldn't. didn't know that because right. in, the, in the in the games in the games that exist for the blind that are racing games, the audio only racing games that exist out there today, um, they're very non-simulation. They're very arcade. They're very you know. There's no physics. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. So because of that, you also don't have to slow down when you're when you're turning in those games. The idea is to go as fast as you can and just turn in time. Uh, so it's yeah. it's very unrealistic. But you know it, you know because that was all we had, we we you know we played those games. Um, but you know, I had to learn concepts like that. But meanwhile, I was teaching them, I was teaching that team how to make a game blind accessible. I had to teach them concepts like, you know, uh, they, they were constantly worried about how much information auditorily that a blind person could process. Mm, and I was right. like, trust me. Which, which does make <laughs> sense, obviously. I mean, it's sort of like hearing too much description at once, but for everyone, it's a bit different, but you got to push the envelope, right? Well, also, yeah. also our yeah. world I, is auditory and tactile, so... Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I said, trust yeah. me, we we parse more audio than you think we do all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, just because yeah, you guys are distracted. Sure, sure. Hey, guys, we exactly. have um, a sample of you, Brendan, playing Forza, so we want to play that a little bit to give people an idea of what the gaming is like. Sure, yeah. And Brandon came back and he was like, wait, is, wait, is it happening? You, is this really you happening are, right you now? You are perfect yeah, right now. You're driving. You're perfect. Yeah. Oh, look at this turn, Brandon. When it did happen, at the same time, it was out of the blue. But I remember just genuinely being baffled at first, like, wait a minute, I'm not going off track. Wait a minute, I just made that turn. 
to get to a point where you're not crashing all the time, it felt it felt like the 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 gap had been bridged. That was that was that was a real you know I, I talk about accessibility being breaking barriers, and that I think is the the point where the barrier broke. And we cruise to the end of the lap. <laughs> you can hear your feel in it, Brandon, yeah. but we got to ask. Yeah. With being consulting, with doing all, how did you feel? Like, I mean, I can hear it's like, oh my God. It's like saying to me, I'm flying. Yeah. How did you feel? It, it felt that way. It felt that way. It, yeah. it, was, it, was very, it was very freeing. It was like, you know, when, when you come up with a series of ideas, you know, for how to make a game work and how to make it accessible to, to the blind, uh, you, do, you do have a sense of, you know, there's always a can we do it will these ideas be the ones that work you know will will can we make this happen and when i i go through moments like that you know when i when i'm completing that turn for the first time doing well on a track for the first time that's the moment where i i i know that we've done it and that that's a that's an incredible feeling uh it it doesn't beat the post launch feeling though um because you know, I, I know that I've, you know, in that moment, I knew I did it for myself. I knew I did it well enough that I could play the game. Yeah. But could other players play the game? You know, uh, getting in, in other people's hands after launch, uh, you know, listening to them react to it and, and play the game. And now knowing that there are people that are better at me, better than me at this game now, which I'm, I'm actually really, really happy about because that is the indication that we did it right. Oh, That's yeah, awesome. for sure. And what a what a thing to know. Um, Marcus, wonderful bringing Brandon with us today to talk about the new Forza game. And really, thank you, Brandon, for sharing your life to uh, being a consultant and how we could use the voices of yourself and so many others to help these these designers do this. Thank you. wonder if yeah, Marcus, you're, you're better than very Brandon. <laughs> That's oh, Marcus. Remains to be seen so far. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I mean, okay. to that challenge, boys. I yeah. would like to sit in for we, that. We support multiplayer. We could go. We could Let's go. Let's go. After the show. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm I'm to <laughs> look at look, look at Rumya rocking the boat, guys. Guys, thank <laughs> you very much. This they was beautiful. It. <laughs> it was very wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we get uh, Accessible Gaming with Marcus McCracken on the second Thursday of the month. And weekly on Thursdays, we get into the roundtable conversations. A nice way to kind of wrap up the show. After the break, we're getting into it with Leanne Barda. She's our IT specialist here at AMI, a.k.a. tech guru extraordinaire. We'll be back with that. This is Kelly and Ramia. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. <laughs> 